Hello moms, moms to be, moms of the spawn. We're here again today with Shay, as always. Hi. And Lincoln. He's always going to be a co-host too. Um, we're going to talk today about stay-at-home moms, working moms, and stay-at-home working moms. Yeah, you can combine the two. Join us as we discuss the differences and the sacrifices they each make and how to get through the obstacles of what we face. It's going to be a crazy ride today. Shay and I are both stay-at-home moms, so we know how that feels on both ends. We have different perspectives on being stay-at-home moms, though. Um, it can be great, but it can also be isolating, and it can be... So lonely. Yes. So boring. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, because when your best friend doesn't even know how to form a sentence you yeah. you kind of feel alone in the world because as a stay-at-home mom it is absolutely ridiculously hard to find friends like oh yeah for sure mom friends um especially for stay-at-home moms like I know I personally think it is an absolute chore to get my kids together and get them out to go somewhere and that's why Link is in his pajamas today. right <laughs> right and one of mine's in the crib taking a nap and the other one is watching her tablet yes that's what we do to keep ours quiet um so there there's there's different perspectives and i asked a couple uh, of you guys to send in emails and i and i do have a couple so i'm gonna read read those real quick and get a different perspective on it so we've got one from our member mary scott she says so i'm in a weird place with this one I work from home and I watch the girls. So I guess I'm both, which like I say in the beginning is a thing that does happen. That so sounds so hard. Absolutely. It is you from, from what I can understand. And, and I shut down a business to start this podcast. So I was doing the work at home with the kids. And I also had, everybody knows I work a couple of hours in the evening. So I had two jobs and was staying at home with the kids. It is absolutely nerve-wracking exhausting i feel so lucky that i don't have to go to work at night because alex works all day to you know make it to where i can stay home i couldn't imagine working from home and then going to work right Girl, yeah uh, it was me. it was crazy so that's why i made the decision i had to i had to let one go and i wasn't gonna the guaranteed money working my night job right or the, okay, let's hope we have a good week with my sublimation screen print t-shirt business. Exactly. So anyway, Mary Scott said, so I guess I'm both. For the most part, it's great. We got really lucky having such good babies. The exhausting part is that it just doesn't stop. When I'm not doing my job and trying to knock out numerous projects on the computer, I'm wiping asses and making bottles. I don't really leave the house much except on the days I have to take Jack to school. I try to keep the house clean because I'm the only one home all day. So when I need a break from staring at a computer screen, I'll clean up the kitchen or rotate the laundry. So imagine, okay, and no hate to anybody, especially you, Mary Scott, but imagine a break being more laundry. Work. Yeah, imagine a break being more work. I, uh -uh. I couldn't. And that's what that's the situation that I was in was if I, if I got overwhelmed or, or tired making these cups and T-shirts, I would stop and decide to do something with the house. Right. So it was not a break. Yeah. There, there's there's no mental break to it 
So thankfully on the weekends, Hunter, my husband, gets up with the kids and I get to sleep in. Oh, that's awesome. Throughout the week when he does get home from work around 5.15, we tag team everything. He's great. Seriously, such a blessing. But it does get repetitive and there are days when I question what in the fuck am I doing with my life because not much changes. I can't really complain, but I wish I had more me time. We're in a new city and I have no friends to go hang out with, so I tend to go hide in my room for th for like 30 minutes to an hour just to recenter myself. Hope this was helpful. P.S. I'm super excited you guys are doing this. So Yay, thank you, Mary Scott, you, for Mary that. Scott. Yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, just just based off that, like I'm so glad that you have your husband to take that, you know, yeah. take that step in and, and give you that break so you can go self um recenter is I think what she said and give yourself a little bit of self-care we could always use more I can't I could always use more so that was the point of this is being a stay-at-home mom whether you're working or you're not the sacrifices to that is there's no there's no me so you wake yeah. up in the morning and you keep doing and doing and doing and doing for everybody else yeah. but I feel like my whole personality now is just being a mom, right. which I love it. That's awesome. Right. I think, you well, know, see, that's my, what I'm supposed to be in life. Right. Well, my, I've lost myself in being a mom and I am trying super hard to find myself yeah. outside of being a mom because I think there is a huge cliche, maybe might not be the right word, but there's, there's this huge pressure to be the perfect mom, mm -hmm. but nobody wants to talk about being someone outside of being a mom. Nobody right. wants to let you know that it's okay to still, because you see all these posts on Facebook all the time. And it's like, well, she's out, out at, she's out at the club where are her babies mind your business, because I'm sure she made sure that her babies were taken care yeah. of. So she could go take care of herself. And that's another thing. You can't take care of anybody else. If you've not taken care of yourself, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. Um, so it's, it's really important that we, that we do take care of ourselves mentally and take oh, yeah, that break. And it doesn't make you a bad mom to want to step out away from your kids. Because that's what me and Shay were talking about. Shay absolutely loves being a stay-at-home mom. She I wants do. to. I, I want to spend every moment I can with him. Right. And I think that's okay. I don't think that's talked about enough either. Right. Where it's okay to not want to break. It's okay to feel like you don't need a break. And it's okay to feel like you do. Absolutely. And then on the other hand, I'm a stay at home mom and I can't wait to get out of the house. I want. But you also have two kids. I only have one. Right. Well, and you have way two different ages. Oh, and let me let me address that real quick, because I had a couple of people message me. Anybody who knows me personally, Callie will be four in February, guys. She's not four years old yet. I just yeah. went ahead and called her four because we only got what, like four months until she turns four. Yeah. She's four Don't years old to me. me. Right. Now I got four months until I turn 26. Right. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I'm already 26. So hush. <laughs> but no, Callie's not four. She is three and she will be four in February. Anyway, they are two drastic, drastically different ages. And it does make it a little bit harder to have more than one of them in the house. But it also, it's also, um, sorry guys, while I'm sitting here repeating myself, she wants me to fix the tablet. Um, it also makes it, I don't know what I'm trying to say right now. Um, it makes it hard. It makes it, 
exhausting because Callie walks around and, and demands, you know, attention because she's old enough to do that. And, and then, Link already does that. Right. Like, I was about to say. He's in my lap right now because I can't sit him down long enough for him to not yell, Mama, Mama. <laughs> right. And then that's what I was about to say, too, is Mason's, they'll be 10 months old in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And um, Mason does the same thing. Like, he'll sit in the floor and he'll yell, Mama. But Callie will not let her dad soothe her. She will not let him have anything to do with her to yeah. try and help her when she wants her mama. She wants her mama. Yeah. So I need, I need, I need a break. <laughs> and and I'm yeah. okay with saying that I need a break. And anybody and else who okay. needs a break needs to be okay with needing a break. Now let's move on to working moms because I've been that too outside of the house working mom because when Callie was, I think she was about six months old, I was working in a warehouse. And had to drop her off that. at daycare, right? So I did do the daycare for a couple of months. Now, given I was paying out the ass for a daycare because I made sure that it had cameras in it mm-hmm. and it was a good daycare because I'm so picky with who watches my kids. Yeah, it gives me anxiety because you hear about all those moms who like, like all over TikTok I've seen where moms take their kids to daycare and they've overdosed on Benadryl or they've died sleeping or choked themselves using one of those teething necklaces or left in the car yeah left in the pickup van right or we've all seen the mom going around tiktok right now where she was she had her kid in even a private catholic daycare i think it was yeah. and her son was nonverbal autistic I, I don't quote me on it i know he was nonverbal but i don't know if he was nonverbal autistic right um but she found out that his uh, teacher was physically abusing him and it was on camera yeah. and she went in there and she yep. beat her ass. Yeah. Now she's sitting in jail. Hell no. Hell no. That's not right. Hell, hell no. Cause uh, this mama bear going to do the same thing. You know, I worked in a few daycares and that's why my child will never go to one. Never. Right. And you but, know, if, but those daycares were also like low budget. Yeah. So, and, and we're not saying that if you don't spend enough on daycare or if you have to send your kid to daycare, that it's Just bad or anything. On the daycare, right. Absolutely. Know? Just ask around. Yeah. On other people's opinions. Right. And if you have to send your kid to daycare, like, I understand the hardship of that because oh, I did yeah. not want to send mine to daycare, but yeah. I had to work. I was yeah. a single mom at the time. So I had to work. So we had a uh, another listener write in. She said, I'm a mother to three beautiful children, ages eight weeks, three and four years old. I'm also a career mom. I thrive in a competitive competitive environment, being a top earner in my company and handling several multi-million dollar accounts, including the company's biggest account worldwide. I humbly say I'm kick-ass at what I do and I love it. That's awesome, mama. You go. Hell yeah. That being said, it comes with its challenges. The first and foremost being I've had to realize I can't be the mom who has it all. I want so bad to be the Pinterest perfect mother with a spotless house and organized pantry or the ones on TikTok that can successfully gentle parent without losing their minds. More often than not, my house is a wreck. My kids have eaten pizza and McDonald's so much they groan when we pull into the parking lot. Something I've learned very early on in my industry is women aren't taken very seriously, let alone young women and even worse, pregnant women and moms. To compensate for that triple whammy, you've got to work twice as hard as any man in your vicinity, and oftentimes it feels like you have to choose between your job and your family. I'm ashamed to say sometimes I've picked my job. From small things like staying too late at work to what feels like a big deal to me, giving up on my breastfeeding journey with my oldest two children because I couldn't find the time at work to pump. 
having my third child and my last child has been so bittersweet in the way that I want to savor literally every second of this newborn stage. I'm due back at the office October 18th, and while I'm eager to be back kicking ass and taking names, the dread of putting him in daycare and separation anxiety is real. Mom guilt is constantly creeping in. I'll find a balance and a way to make it work because that's what mothers do. We're all just doing our best to reach our own versions of what we consider to a con, what we consider a successful life, and that's what I have to remember. Lots of love, and that that one hit me in my heart because I understand. Yeah. Like you have to, you have to get in there. You have yeah. to do what you have to do. My mom had to work. We right. all went to daycare. Right. All of us. That, and and that is something that is extremely mom shame. Like yeah. you, and and there's a lot of mom guilt behind that because you don't want to send your kids off to daycare, but in right. all actuality, sometimes you just have to. Yes, sometimes you it's absolutely. not really a choice. Right, you just absolutely have to because you have to go to work to be able to take care of your kids. It's a never-ending circle. Yep. Can't take care of my kids if I don't go to work. I can't really take care of my kids because I'm having to go to work so much. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it it's vicious. Sucks. Yeah, it's vicious. Oh, sorry, mom. I cussed. <laughs> right. You told me not to. <laughs> Shay's mom listened to it. Hi, Shauna. <laughs> she was like, stop cussing so much. <laughs> but it's okay. Um, she said so much. She didn't say cut it all the way off. So yeah, you're good. It's only like a second time. <laughs> We're like 15 minutes into it. So you're good. Uh, but it does. It does absolutely suck to have to make that choice between, you know, am I going to be this Pinterest perfect TikTok approved mom? Yeah. But then on the other flip side of that coin, like, I fuck Pinterest and TikTok moms. TikTok moms are so brutal. For what? For, why are you so mean? Well, and that brings me back to like that point I was making in the last episode where these mom groups, they're not there to help anybody. They're not. You can post whatever you want to, but unless you're like an OG in that group mm-hmm. and you've got all the admins to back you up. Yep. And it, isn't it so funny that how like the number one rule in all these mom groups is no bullying, no mom shaming, and that's all they do. Right, and they get to decide what's bullying and mom shaming. It's all mom shaming. When you tell me that I'm a horrible mom because I circumcised my son or because I fed baby food or, you know, just everything that was listed in the first, it's just a vicious cycle. And and like you said the first time, you've got to find women that you can actually trust to help you through. Being a stay-at-home mom, being a working mom, being a stay-at-home working mom, either way, all the way around, you have to have that or you need to have at least one person that you can talk to and get all this off your chest and yeah. vent and, and at the very least just get it off your chest ladies because it helps tremendously i know just when i need to talk i'll call shay and be like oh my god blah 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 blah, blah. And, I, and i just feel so much better i'll just go on about my day after that but as previously stated i'm not one to take many opinions into consideration and just don't give a damn and i'll just ignore them for the most part but some things some things get under my skin oh yeah so it might not necessarily be directly mom related but let's just slip this in there dad's in work oh yeah okay so my husband gets to go to work and he's right he's not worried about the guilt of going to work because in a in in michael's mind he has to go to work and he does because i stay at home so he has to go to work but there's no guilt behind it Oh, yeah. Alex has already told me. I couldn't imagine staying home all day. I'm glad I get to go to work. Right. And that's how I feel, too. I'm like, Michael, you get to go to work all day. You get a break from this. So when you come home, it's your turn, buddy. Like, Mm -hmm. tap in. It is your turn. I'm gone. I'm going to the bedroom for at least an hour. I've got to take my time to myself. And that's okay. And I go take my little long hour hot 
shower. Yeah. And he deals with the baby. Right. Because your dads are parents, too. And, when like, when I work, I, I work at a gas station just to get these little couple hours in. And there there will be people come in, and they'll notice that I have a wedding ring on. And they're like, oh, you're married. Do you have kids? Yeah, I do. Well, who's watching them right now? Well, what do you mean who's watching them? Their dad's watching them. You know what pisses me off when they're like, is Alex babysitting? Oh, uh, yeah. No, ma'am. He is not babysitting. He's watching his kid. Right. He's parenting. He's parenting. That's not do you, babysitting. Do you call it babysitting when I'm keeping my kids? Right. No. no so why not. is it called babysitting when daddies keep their kids? Yeah. They're not babysitting. That? They're being a parent. It's their job, too. They help create these little munchkins. They can take care of these little munchkins. Right. So Alex is perfectly capable and he does a damn good job. Right. And uh, well, let him do his thing. You know what I can't stand is when they act like they don't know how to do something so that they don't have to do it. Girl, <laughs> don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it's just a it's just a different aspect on it. You know, like if it it is just mothers that, that get the brunt of most of the judging. Oh so yeah. it's, it's it's never bad. We had another listener send in a, an email on their aspect of staying at home and being a mom. Um, and it kind of matches with with my stay-at-home mom story. Like, I don't want to be a stay-at-home mom. I thrive on being social and being independent financially and staying at home with the kids. I can't do that because I have no income. Right. You know? so I, and you don't want to... I'm not asking Michael for money. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'm not asking yeah, Michael I for money. So bad that I have to ask Alex for money sometimes because I'm like, what am I gonna do? Buy your Christmas presents with, with your, your own money? money. Right. Like, yeah, why not? I'm like, because that's weird. Yeah. In, in my mind, and I want to make money so bad, but I just don't want to have to go to work. Right. To do it. Right. So that's that's the predicament I'm in too. Like, I'd like to stay home with my kids, but I also don't like. I I want to go out there. I want to work. I want to be social. I want to be able to provide on my own. Oh, yeah. You've always been a really social person. I'd be okay with never leaving the house. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm so social. So this uh, writer or this listener said, I'm a stay-at-home mom and not willingly anymore. My eldest is two and my youngest is almost one. And I'm overwhelmed by everything. My daughter had a cancer scare back in January. Oh. Yeah, no, I cannot imagine. So, I'm so sorry. love to you, mama. Yeah. My children's father had a stroke and I've been home tending to him for a month at this point, along with our children. I have no help. My home looks like a rat's like rats live there due to everything. And I just don't know what to do. I have no help. My parents try to help the best they can, but they have no clue how I'm feeling and how my home life is. I need tips on trying to get this shithole together without falling apart. The most I can do is keep my kitchen clean and it's not even worthy enough to be called clean. Please, I need tips and help on what in the hell to do. See, I have the same problem sometimes with getting motivated. Right. So and you Alex, remember though... Alex looked it up and he said, if you can get motivated for 20 minutes mm -hmm. to do something... It anything, just rolls. It just... Yeah, you get into the cleaning mood and you just start doing it. And right. I'm like, well, dude, sometimes I can't even get motivated for 20 minutes. Right. Well, in my... And I remember you messaging me about it and you're like, I cannot keep this house clean. Like, I just feel so overwhelmed with the laundry and the kitchen and, and cleaning the living room after Link sitting in there and playing. And, yeah, and you see it right here. Like, right. I'm sitting here feeding Link to try to keep him quiet because right. he cannot be away from me for more than well, the time and, that he's asleep. And you remember what my advice was. So, yeah. here, here, here's my advice on that and this is how I do it in my house. If you can get one load of laundry done or one load of dishes done, it 
it's it's a start it's a yeah. it's an accomplishment especially for somebody who doesn't want to get up and do it or not doesn't want to but just doesn't have the motivation because that's me most days I'm so overwhelmed by everything that I have to do the list starts in my head oh yeah. well I have probably about two loads of dishes in there and I have five loads of laundry sitting and I know once I get up out of this bed the living room is going to be a wreck and I have to clean that up and I know their playroom needs to be picked up too and I have to go in there and change their bedding and I need to do my bedroom and pick up the laundry there and the list just keeps going and going yeah. and going if you can pick two things off that list two or three things and just start there yeah you have to make a realistic list right realistic goals let's not say oh we need to clean the whole house yeah. today that's not realistic it didn't get messy in one day i mean it might have but it you know what they say it, it took uh more than a day to build rome isn't that how the saying goes something along those lines they didn't build rome in a day that's how it is so uh that's just my goals. Personally, I'll get up and I'll be like, okay, well, if I can get the dishes done, I get one load of laundry done. It's still better than it was. So it's just make set realistic goals and keep in mind it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be usable. Like, so if you can clean off your counters, then your counters have that space where you can use them. Exactly. So it, it, it doesn't have to be perfect. It just needs to be usable it needs to be to where you you don't have to move things to to make lunch for your kids or something like that just in my opinion so whatever works for you and then figure that out branching off of the tips and the help to how do how do i keep my household clean how do i keep keep going you know what what helps you and i found this article on it was a article off of facebook that i've seen shared and i just wanted to read it to you guys and it says run that dishwasher twice when i was at one of my lowest mental points in life i couldn't get out of bed some days i had no energy or motivation and was barely getting by i had therapy once per week and on this particular week i didn't have much to bring to the session he asked how my week was, and I really had nothing to say. He said, what are you struggling with? I gestured around, and I said, I don't know, man. Life, not satisfi satisfied with my answer. He said, no. What exactly are you worried about? What feels overwhelming? When you go home after the session, what issue will be staring at you? I knew the answer, but it was so ridiculous, I didn't want to say it. I wanted to have something more substantial, something more profound, but I didn't. So I told him, honestly, the dishes. It's stupid, I know, but the more I look at them, the more I can't do them because I'll have to scrub them before I put them in the dishwasher because the dishwasher sucks and I just can't stand and scrub the dishes. I felt like an idiot even saying it. What kind of grown-ass woman's undone by a stack of dishes? There are people out there with actual problems, and I'm whining to my therapist about my dishes, but my therapist nodded in understanding and then said, run the dishwasher twice. I began to tell him that you're not supposed to, but he stopped me. What the hell aren't you supposed to do? If you don't want to scrub the dishes and your dishwasher sucks, run it twice. Run it three times. Who cares? Rules do not exist. So stop giving yourself rules. Right. It blew my mind in a way that I don't think I can proper, properly express. That day I went home, I tossed my smelly dishes haphazardly into the dishwasher and ran it three times. I felt like I had conquered a dragon. The next day I took a shower laying down. A few days later I folded my laundry and put them wherever the heck they fit. There were no longer arbitrary rules I had to follow and it gave me the freedom to make accomplishments again now that I'm in a healthier place I rinse off my dishes and I put them in the dishwasher properly I shower standing up and I sort my laundry but at a time when living was a struggle instead of a blessing I learned an incredibly important lesson 
There are no rules. Run that dishwasher twice. I think we all need to remember that these are our house and our kids, and we get to make the rules. Exactly. We don't have to follow society's rules. We're the moms now. Right. We don't have to follow society's rules or grandmama's rules or great-grandmama's rules or even our mama's rules. It's our house, and whatever we like to live in is how we like to live. We don't have to have the approval of anyone to run our household the way we run it. So when you hold yourself to the standard of what, society right or pinterest mom a tiktok mom even your own mama might be doing her house different than yeah or did her house different when you was little every time i go to my mom's house it's spotless i'm like come to my house girl your kid her kids are grown though exactly so it's easier to have a spotless house when your kids are grown but when they're toddlers Uh, and infants it's it's hard link is in this stage where he like doesn't want me to be out of his sight right unless he's asleep stay that makes it so hard right i'll sometimes try to sit him in his high chair and give him like a snack while i'm doing dishes and he's just screaming and he's yelling right all he wants to do is sit in the floor with me and play and sometimes i just can't link i just can't do it okay he's a stage six clinger right now huh you're just a clingy link yeah you just are so clingy right now huh but we wanted to add in here real quick guys we're not complaining about our kids right it's just hard sometimes And that's okay. And that's what this podcast is here for, to let everybody know that it is okay to admit that you're having troubles or that you might need help or that you just don't want to be around your kids right now. Yeah. It's okay. Everybody. I'm sure everybody goes through it. It's just not something that's talked about. And that's what we wanted. The whole point of this podcast was to let you guys know that you're not alone. You're not alone in those feelings. Right. They're normal feelings. And it's okay to have those feelings. You know, I think one of the main reasons I became a stay-at-home mom is because my postpartum anxiety was awful. You know how they're like, sleep when the baby sleeps. Sleep when the baby sleeps. No. What if he's not breathing? Right. What if... What if he rolls onto his face and he stops breathing? Right. What if he dies in his sleep? Yeah. It's scary. And I can't imagine I ever going through that because i know a couple of moms that have that yeah. sids and it is absolutely I petrifying could, yeah i it was so bad for so me. my postpartum with callie the first time wasn't as bad but my postpartum i think never finished with callie even yeah. though she's four i think it never finished with callie and then on top of that i had the postpartum from mason yeah so i'm absolutely scared y'all i'm scared to let my kid run on concrete I'm scared to let her go out and and it I put my own mom guilt on myself because I'm robbing my kids of normal childhood things yeah. because I'm so scared myself. I won't let Link sleep with a with anything in his bed. Not crib bumpers, nothing, just a sheet. Right. Because I've heard of so many babies dying in their sleep because they've been suffocated by blankets. Right. Well, and see and like when Callie runs on concrete, all I can see is her falling and scraping her face. Oh my like, god. That's all I can see. Every time she every time she's running around, every time she's just like she finds a stick in the yard and she's running with a stick. Like my anxiety goes yeah. through the roof. And Link is he's starting to um he just figured out how to crawl on all fours. That's Mason, not Link. <laughs> he's now starting to crawl on all fours and he's starting to pull up on stuff. And he hits his face and his head a lot, all the time on our hardwood floors. And I feel so bad. But he's just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's actually a really normal occurrence because we lived with my grandmother when Callie was learning how to walk and crawl and all that. Mm -hmm. And she, like, 
bumped her head all the time or or would fall flat on her face and it wasn't like busting her face open or anything fall but it was a pretty hard fall and I had to understand that that was normal they yeah. can't they can't learn how to do it if you stop them from like the consequences of not right. learning how to do it if that makes sense being a stay-at-home mom, it comes with a lot of sacrifices, as I'm sure a working mom or a stay-at-home working mom experiences, too. Oh, yeah. But just personally, some of the sacrifices that we've experienced as stay-at-home moms, we wanted to touch base on those. Um, what's uh, a sacrifice that has been apparent to you? Like, what, what's your biggest sacrifice? Well, I've, I've already talked about it a little bit, but just making my own money, you know? Like, right. I just feel like... I want to make my own money. I just don't want to have to leave Link to do that. Right. And I don't think I would be able to work from home. Right. I, I really don't. I don't think working from home, like a call center or something like that, would be realistic with a infant. Exactly. Now, like Mary Scott, I know her two girls, they're twins. Mm -hmm. And I know that they're, they just turned a year, I think. And... I don't know if she does call center work or not, but from the email we got, I've gathered that it's more of a behind the computer type thing, right. not a on the phone type thing. So maybe something like that. But I don't think that right now we would be able to do call centers. So, which is what 90% of yeah, it's what most work of at home are, jobs yeah. are, I think, unless that you, unless you were already established with the company right. before the pandemic so that they could figure out how for you to do your job at home. One of my sacrifices that I made was, like, the soci sociality of it, if that's a word. Like, not being able to be social as much. Yeah. Not having as much interaction with other adults mm -hmm. or people I my do, age. I do miss that sometimes. Yeah. Well, and the, there's even, like, I've looked into memories on Facebook when they pop up, and it's, like, me and a bunch of my friends hanging out before I even had kids at all, which was at least five years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I missed that because I was able to like hang out and go and do the things that I wanted to do and live life. And Oh yeah, now we're like, oh, you want to go to dinner? It has to be before six because afterwards he's a, he's a mess. Yeah, he's, he's got to be at home because he won't sleep anywhere but his crib. That's how nice it is. Yeah, so, so I completely understand that. And I also know that another sacrifice was, like you said, the financial thing. Like, I cannot stand. I've been working since I was 13. I cannot stand to be financially dependent on someone else. And that's something that we're still working on between ourselves is with us figuring out how yeah. to make me comfortable with the financial situations, like having to ask for money. Oh, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. Like, even just to go bad. grocery shopping. Yeah. You're like, oh, can I please have money to feed our family? <laughs> And he's and like, yeah, just take it all to your account. You yeah. don't have to ask. I'm like, yes, I do have right. to ask. Right. And I want to touch a little bit on the working mom sacrifices. Though I'm not a working mom, I do want to make it apparent that there are sacrifices that the working moms do make that we sometimes don't think about. Yeah, because you and I were both raised by working moms. Absolutely. And my mom feels like she missed out. On a, a lot, lot of, of things, stuff because right. she had to work, you know. Right, it wasn't an option to stay right. home. Right, my mom as well. And I know that some of the things that uh, working moms might miss out on is maybe some first steps and yeah. maybe the first time they've crawled or the first word. And I know that that's got to be a heartache. That's oh, a, yeah. That's a huge thing to miss. And, some, and, you know, some daycares don't allow, like, 
phones and pictures to be taken of the kids, which I get. I totally get. Right. But, like, what if I'm working and I want you to send me updates on how my kid is doing? Well, I do know, like, when Callie was in daycare, she did have a teacher that would send me the updates on it and send me pictures yeah. normally. So, I know some daycares do do that. Go the other way. So, I know some daycares do send, you know, pictures and videos of the kids. But I think it's a form you have to sign that says that they yeah. can do it or something like that. But they're just wanted to bring to light that whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a working mom, a stay-at-home working mom, whatever, there are sacrifices to every version mm-hmm. of it. And and It's just sacrificing, so. sacrifices of being a mom. Oh, yeah. I sacrificed my entire body. I was so skinny. Yeah. I didn't realize how skinny I was before I had a baby. Right. Well, and see, and I just got back the pre-pregnancy weight and, and still not happy with my body because it's not shaped the same way it was right. before. Um, but, yeah, self-image is a sacrifice mm-hmm. that every mom makes yeah. across the board. My boobs um, are ruined. Girl, I breastfed two of them. Maybe not for as long as you have, but just the months or weeks that I did. I told Alex I wouldn't say this, but he really hurt my feelings last night. He goes, <laughs> he goes. I got out the shower. He goes, damn, that left boob is deflated. Oh, my God. I was like, you asshole. You don't say that. Right? And he was like, oh, no, I didn't mean it in a mean way. I was like, well, it sure sounded pretty mean. Yeah, he just meant it like all the milk's gone out of that one, like Lincoln ate off that one or something. But um, I get that completely. So we we make the sacrifice of our our self-image. We make the sacrifice of our time. We make the sacrifices of being who we really are because we're so pressured to be just a mom. And I love it. Oh, well, yeah. I'm okay with it. I like being a mom. I, I do like being a mom, but I'm not okay with not being myself anymore. I, I just I just want to yell from the rooftop, I'm a mom. <laughs> yeah, well, didn't you struggled with pregnancy a little bit, didn't oh, you? Oh, yeah. Well, my pregnancy, I struggled. I've always had body issues. Right. I've always felt fat. Even when I was 98 pounds in high school, I thought I was fat. Right. And just going to all my checkups and seeing the scale go up and up and mm-hmm. up and up and up, it really messed with me. Right. And I, I remember crying at my last checkup because I was 145 pounds. Oh, that's nice because I'm... At nine <laughs> months pregnant right. and I cried. Yeah. Well, I sit at 195 pounds normal. But you're also so. <laughs> way taller than me. Well, and I'm also big boned too. And you have boobs. Barely. And a butt. It's them thighs, girl. I, I've i always had issues with my body. Right. But did that, did your issues stop you from getting pregnant? Well, length was not planned. Right. It was more of a, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Because, right. mom, if you're listening to this, stop now. <laughs> Alex and I never used condoms. Right. For six years, we were having sex without condoms. Right. And just all of a sudden... I got pregnant. Cause, so we both thought we were infertile. Right. Because, you know, we were having sex six years oh, yeah. without protection, without right. birth control, without condoms, without anything. Right. Not even the pull-out method every time. Oh, okay. So, so it did take you a couple of times then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, with Mason, it was immediate. <laughs> it was immediate the first time and he was here. And I know a lot of women struggle with that too. So, and I think that that might have something to do with do. Do you cherish being a stay-at-home mom because you struggled because it took so long? I didn't think about that. Right. So with Mason, and I, think I maybe because my 
my birthing experience was so horrific. Maybe right. that's another reason why my anxiety is through the roof and I don't want anyone watching him. Because he was I'm almost there. gone to begin with. Yeah. Right. So, and that makes a lot of sense too. But with Mason, I think sometimes I take advantage. With both my kids, it was an easy one and done pregnancy. Yeah. So I think sometimes I take advantage of it. Like, I don't cherish it as much as a lot of people do just because yeah. it was so easy. You know, not that I don't cherish my children. Right. But just it's not as much of a miracle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I love my kids 100% all the way, but it was not a hard, drawn-out process to get yeah. pregnant with them. And I know women who have tried for years to get pregnant. Yeah. Years. I even have a cousin who just had a baby but she has been trying for years to have her baby yeah and i i couldn't imagine and and i know because a lot of women have this thought that as a woman it's your job to have a baby oh yeah and that's that's exactly how i felt yeah yeah because i was like how is alex gonna stay with me if the one thing that a woman is supposed to do i can't right and then all of a sudden alex worked out of town for a little while and it was literally the first month he was out of town. Mm -hmm. I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. Right. Well, Michael was at Walmart. <laughs> and I took a pregnancy test. And actually, I had just made him go to Walmart to get pregnancy tests. He yeah. come back. And I was like, oh, I need you to go get such and such. Because I didn't want him there while I was taking pregnancy right. tests. So it's like, I don't want him to know that I'm even, like, peeing on this right now. Yeah. So I made him go back to Walmart. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. And Walmart wasn't. I mean, we lived in Macon. The Walmart was literally outside the gates of the subdivision. Oh, that's so, awesome. That no, it's so close. No, it's not, girl. We spent so much money in that Walmart. I would stop <laughs> on the way in and on the way out every time. But I made him go back to Walmart. And I told him I forgot something or something or another. And by the time he got back home, I had already taken the test. It come back positive. I made a little postcard. We had seeds on, um, seeds, garden seeds. And yeah. I put a little seed. I was like, this is the size of our baby. Oh yeah! I just sent Alex a picture. <laughs> yeah, well, it was and out I, of town. I regret that so much that I didn't, because he was coming back that weekend, and I took it on a Thursday. Why didn't I just wait? Right. No. Well, you regret your pregnancy announcement. Michael regrets our engagement because it was in the living room of that apartment. My sister was standing right there, so it was just, "Hey, get up!" And he proposed. Like, Aww. it was well, that, well, I mean, nothing like I think over the top. All proposals are special. In they are. Way. They are absolutely. He tells me all the time. I wish I could redo it, but. I'm like, Alex says too. Care. I'm like, your proposal was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. It's not a big deal. I don't need you to go scuba diving at the Gregory <laughs> Aquarium. Aquarium to drop a ring in the front with yeah. a sign and make the fish spell out, "Will you marry me?" Even though but that would be cool. That would be pretty cool. <laughs> and we've gotten completely off topic oh, as yeah. Sorry, usual, guys. but um, it's just uh, we. We know that every mom makes sacrifices. Everyone. Whether it be a work sacrifice, an income sacrifice, um, spending time with your kids sacrifice, a self-sacrifice, whatever sacrifice it is. Every Even your mom. relationship. Yeah, your relationships, relationships change. It, they do. Absolutely. They change 100%. Well, maybe about 85% yeah. after you have a baby. And whether you're married or not, whether you're in a relationship, um, I know some people end up getting pregnant before they find out that they're pregnant they break up you know and oh, things yeah. like that like every every relationship is different and every change and stress of a child alters a relationship differently so i don't know um we we have stresses um just based on 
parent, uh, parenting styles. Oh, yeah, us too. So, I know that's a stress that we go of, and we'll have a whole episode going deeper into the stresses and the changes of a relationship. You know what? That'll but, be next episode. Well, we could do that. Yeah, that'll be a, <laughs> that'll be the next episode. Um, so, then I guess we'll leave you guys with that. Yeah, um, you're doing great. Yeah, every every decision you're making is the right decision for you and your kids and your family. You're doing fine. You're doing perfect, Mama. Keep it up and uh, come back next week. Uh, next week, and we'll talk about the stresses on a relationship that a child can cause. Join us next week as we tackle the hardships and the stresses that a child can put on your relationship or your marriage. Because bitch, it does. Absolutely. We'll see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed.